The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to the Women's Sanctuary, the podcast about tending the soul of women, sisterhood, and the rise of the sacred feminine. I'm your host, Arlia Hoffman. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Arlia, and um, I'm just I'm so thrilled to be here today and to have a guest, and I think it's going to be a fantastic conversation. Um, this person and I met in a, a group of, of women that, that we have in common and realized that we had some themes in common and decided a conversation was in order. Um, and that is Jessica Dawson, and she is in New Zealand. Um, Jessica, as an actor, activator of soul and business potential, angelic Reiki master teacher, transformational coach, and intuitive astrologer, Jessica Dawson is on a quest to activate powerhouse women into rapid alignment with their authentic soul mission. Her heartfelt prayer inspires purpose-driven women into unapologetic ownership of their full power, voice, and radiance, so they can build thriving businesses that allow them to share their gifts, wisdom, and heartfelt message with the world, and make a positive impact on the future of humanity, all without ever having to sacrifice anything or anyone they love. My goodness. Welcome, Jessica Dawson. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And it's so lovely to be here. I feel really honored and just safe to be in your space. So I'm grateful. Well, thank you. What a powerful introduction. Like, oh my goodness. That's <laughs> like, you, you know, it's, and this is the reason, you know, we feel the alignment, just this, this recognition of um, helping women come into their full power owning their own power and stepping into whatever it is they're called to do. Um, one of the, well, okay, let, let me, let's not get, let's not jump ahead too far. I would like to really start with how you came to this work, how you got here. how did you get here? What brought you here? Tell us about your journey. Mm, yeah, thank you. And I think the first thing I need to say on that is that this has really come from not being in my own full power and experiencing the the fallout from that, you know, and the pain and the suffering and the disempowerment um, and then having walked this journey to being in that space now, being in my unique gifts and understanding the importance of that for women and also the challenge of that process you know the challenge um, for women to really step into that space it's not necessarily an easy thing to do with the different conditioning and cultural structures that we have um, that you know we're currently working through individually collectively so I'm really passionate about that and um, just I guess to bring it back around to my own journey a little bit more I was reflecting on this last night thinking you know how am I going to introduce myself how am I going to share a little bit more about my journey and I was reminded that some 10 years ago, um, I was working in corporate, corporate banking, um, supporting uh, corporate and institutional, so business customers within the banking sphere in marketing and sponsorship. And it's just so hilarious that I end up back around here supporting um, this time women in business um, with marketing themselves, with putting themselves out there. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like these really amazing and curious themes that run through our life but they uh they show up in very different ways you know across the course of a lifetime but for me that working in that corporate world probably was my biggest catalyst um at least on to send me on the search to find my true self and my true expression and 
um, I think like many um, awakened um, women, you know, there is where we're trying to operate within this old world and it doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel right. You know, we're like, what's wrong with me? Everyone else seems to be feeling fine. Everyone else seems to be handling this kind of corporate lifestyle and the fast pace of it. And why am I not able to, you know, keep up with that? Why does this not feel right to me? And so that propelled me into my my journey um, off the back of a breakup with a then partner. And um, I spent quite a while really exploring yoga, Ayurveda, these sort of things, um, knowing that there was something in this. But it probably wasn't until about four years ago that I started when I started teaching angelic Reiki which is a really beautiful um, modality just uh, we really open to channel these multi-dimensional frequencies very easy very beautiful very heartfelt and it was through that I think that I first started to get an inkling of the joy of how it is to witness a woman uh, you know suddenly recognizing wow that's in me too like, I can do this. Um, I have these gifts. I have these abilities that I didn't even know necessarily mm. that I had. Um, and so that's kind of oftentimes where people first come to me, right? They come through wanting to amplify their gifts, their healing gifts, their intuition and this kind of thing. But ultimately for a lot of women, and certainly was the case for me, we get this calling to step into even more of that and turn those gifts into basically what we do for a living so we can fully and completely devote ourselves to this work. And so that was that was what happened for me. Um, and when I really started, <laughs> when I tried, let me say tried to step into that space of running my own business and, um, you know, bringing my unique gifts, my uniqueness, my wisdom, uh, my full self, you know, my more of my spiritual self, more of my um, embodied and balanced self um, into my life as a business, it was really hard. Like, I really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? This is like the biggest challenge and oftentimes the biggest reflection of, of where we're, we're blocking ourselves. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, I hit block after block after block. Um, a big part of that was really, despite having worked in corporate all those years ago, a big part of that was really not knowing how to work with business in a 3D way. Mm -hmm. You know, I sort of had the spiritual side and this really 3D side, but I wasn't able to bring the two of them together. And I think that's where a lot of, um, you know, teachers, coaches, healers oftentimes will get stuck is in that merging of the two worlds. Um, and also the other side of that was that I really, although I knew on like a very deep level that I had this calling, that I was here to step up and I was here to, you know, be a leader and to bring something special to the world. Um, I wasn't embodying that. So mm -hmm. I didn't really, it wasn't alive within my humanness mm -hmm. and I didn't really know what my uniqueness was I wasn't really able to stand in that I wasn't really able to stand in my unique message and let that message the passion of that message carry me over and through the fear um, and you know and I, and I felt like I, I projected a lot of stuff I put other women on pedestals all of this stuff um, and so, yeah, it was a full process of going through that and claiming my own uniqueness, taking ownership of my magnificence, um, overcoming the fear really to get to where I am to now, today now and helping other women, you know, to move through that process. Because there's just when we're all in that perfect place, we're perfectly divinely designed to be and to operate through, I mean, the the divinity and the synchronicity and the synergy and the harmony of that is just beyond words. It's so far beyond words. And I, I am so passionate about, you know, all of us being able to have the opportunity to experience that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. The harmony and synchronicity. And then, and then this, you know, you just alluded to this um, wanting everyone to have it, the sense of there's enough to go around. So much so. Yeah. Um, 
I want to go back to that place where you where you and you recognized other women get stuck. Um, first of all, I'm sure it was quite a process to develop your spirituality and get to a place where you said, okay, I, I have gifts and I have gifts to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and then turning in that into some sort of business that supports you and, and puts your work out there in the world. What did you, what did you learn about that, about getting stuck? And what have you learned since about how women get stuck there? Yeah, this is, I mean, this is such a huge and beautiful piece to dive into. And in many ways, I would say that this is a very huge theme within the sisterhood wound, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are so many, I mean, there are many, I just want to acknowledge, first of all, talking about the sisterhood wounding is that, you know, there's many different experiences that women have. Not every woman has um, the same ones and, you know, they come through in different degrees. But this one that I've personally really experienced and many of my my clients that come to me do is this one around really um, being unable to own our unique value, to own Mm -hmm. our unique contribution, the absolute brilliance, (laughs) the sheer magnificence of who we are and really being um, unable to step into our success, to be seen in our success, to feel safe in Mm -hmm. our success, to feel safe, to take up space. Because, I mean, this is, this is a, collective systemic thing right where um women you know we don't haven't women have been held within boxes uh and their place generally speaking has been only in the home um for millennia and so it's only now in recent times that we're seeing women explore the possibility of stepping out there and have running their own businesses and you know pursuing passions outside of the home and believing that they have something unique to contribute believing that their voice matters and that their voice counts um and so this is the piece that that I see is where a lot of women get stuck is they don't know that that contribution has been so suppressed over a millennia. It's it's come through the ancestral line. It's come through past lives. It's, uh, you know, that we just don't know what our uniqueness is. Oftentimes, we don't know what that unique value that we add is. We don't feel safe to be in it if we do know what it is. Um, and so certainly, yeah, that's where I really got stuck. And it was it was years of, of having to dig into that to eventually realize actually that, um, that that was the wounding, was the wounding of the suppression of the feminine. And, yes. and that was really the, the breakthrough moment for me. It was like, oh, this is not me. This is this patriarchal... Um, you know, patterning that I'm trying to operate within. <laughs> I mean, that's so big. That's so big. And, and I think most, most women are aware that something's off, right. And mm-hmm. there's something cultural that is most, a lot of women are, are, are aware that something is off culturally that doesn't fit us. But um, is that how you would define the sisterhood wound? Is that is that overlay of the culture that really has suppressed our own knowing and our own power, our own knowing of who we are and our own safety to be ourselves and to live that. And I have a, a sec, a follow-up, but I wanted to stop there. Is that how you would define the sisterhood one? That has been my experience of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do think there's possibly other pieces, but for me, it's really around, yeah, owning our worth, you know, because if we really claim our worth and command that space and feel safe to be in that space, then nothing external can kind of affect us. We actually attract in the reality that reflects that to us. So, yes, I would say that, yeah. And and because we're calling it a sisterhood wound, how would you see that? playing out in women to women relationships 
Mm. Oh, I'm a, I just love this question. <laughs> this is where I'm going to dive in and Here share a lot more about my experience because, yeah, I mean, when I first started to explore my spiritual side, um, and I think this happens with a lot of women as well, is there's this uh, calling to kind of just digest and immerse in all of this and to find tribe and to find community and to, you know, find that place of belonging. And uh, on the surface, there can be, it's like, oh, these people are spiritual. They must be my tribe. Um, and without oftentimes recognizing that we're in these spaces because there is a wounding, because mm -hmm. there is uh, pieces and traumas and old pains and limiting beliefs that we're working through and others are as well. And so what can happen, and not always, so, you know, I just, you know, want to, don't want to overgeneralize, but what can happen is that we get attracted back into that wounding and um, there, how would I say this? So my experience is that I just so wanted to fit in and I so wanted to belong and I so wanted to find that sisterhood that I put myself into situations and scenarios and circles where I actually didn't feel that we're, we're called on the surface, mm -hmm. uh, these goddess spaces, these spaces uh, for women to grow, the, this, um, you know, um, amplification and support of the feminine. But what I actually didn't feel was I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel acknowledged. I didn't feel supported or appreciated within these spaces mm -hmm. so on one level there was this voicing and this I don't know what to say like the surface surface level that this is a safe space for women the lip service yeah yes yeah. <laughs> you know this obviously but it didn't marry up with what I was actually experiencing inside and that for me created a lot of confusion a lot of confusion coming back into that piece of like well what's wrong with me Everyone else seems happy in this space. Everyone else feels, you know, appears to fit in and feel comfortable and I don't. Yeah. So this creates more feeling of division, more feeling of separation, more feeling of not good enough, more alienation um, and shame. You know, the shame that keeps us silent about what we're experiencing. And it's like, well, these people are spiritual. This should be why, you know, what's wrong with me? So coming back around to that same piece. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you're naming all of the all of these things that we all experience <laughs> and we don't realize we're not alone. Right. And so yeah. we step into these sacred spaces and we bring all our, our our baggage. Everybody brings their baggage. But, you know, the woman across the room, she's got the right outfit on. She's got all the right moves and she's saying all the right things. And that's the perfect tool for us to, you know, for all this imposter syndrome and this shame and all this baggage to come up that we, that we may not even be aware of. And yeah, I've experienced all of that and seen it happen among women. And it takes an incredible amount of, I don't want to make it sound inaccessible, but it takes some work to be able to at least acknowledge what's happening and a lot yeah. of people never do. And they end up leaving more hurt and sadly traumatized than they were before when they came into the space because they don't, they or the people in this, other people in the space didn't know how to work with that. I would say move beyond it, but you don't really move beyond it. You integrate it, you acknowledge it. And all the, all the things we do to do that healing individually and together. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny as you were talking, even though I was also thinking of, you know, the yoga and spiritual uh, environments I've been in, I was also thrown back to my childhood in, in religion mm. because I would walk into, I was, I was born and raised in, in Christianity and I would, there were more times than I could count as an adult, I would walk in, sit through an entire service and just be heartbroken, heartbroken through that experience. And I couldn't quite name it, but something made me feel so isolated and so alone. And um, 
And I'm sure there are women who experience that in a yoga class or an ashram or a sacred circle or a red tent um, because we haven't quite figured out how to see it, see the wound, meet it, and and meet meet someplace as you know Rumi says meet someplace beyond that mm. in the heart space and the because we've got so much wounding to to um to deal with in the in the in the meantime you know so mm. i i i so appreciate you speaking that speaking that into existence and 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 seeing that seeing your experience in that context and helping women move through that. Yeah. And I think that, and that's the the key piece is that we need to speak about it. You know, we need to bring it out into the light so that we're not suffering alone in, in the silence. And when we recognize that others are experiencing this, it's like, okay, all of the walls fall down. You know, maybe there's not something uniquely wrong with me um, personally and um and and I think that what you say is just so beautiful that ability to to move beyond to know that there is a place beyond that um and that comes from bringing it into the light and then also making those choices and those decisions that I deserve more than this that I deserve to feel seen, I deserve to feel heard, I deserve to feel safe, supported. And if I don't, then I should absolutely be questioning that reality and creating changes. And what occurs to me is that maybe even before we understand that we deserve it is to know that it's possible. Mm. To see the spaces where it actually, I mean, that's that's been my work with the Women's Sanctuary is just to create a safe place or a safe space to be all of who we are as women um, and then be able to say, Oh yes, this is actually who I am. I I am safe. It is safe to be me in this space. And, and Oh yes. Okay. There's that voice of, of not enoughness, um, which, which I can, which I can understand we all have and it's not real. And Oh yes. And this process then is like, Oh Yes, I deserve to feel safety. I, I just it continues to blow me away that our culture and you know here you and I are sit on opposite sides of the world, so we're talking humanity in general doesn't not only doesn't support it, but doesn't even recognize it as a thing that we need. Um, the safety to be okay with this, the ability to be safe with each other, um, yeah. and that. I've had more than one woman say to me after a, a temple practice, I didn't even, I didn't even realize how much I needed this. And so it is, it is all about that awakening, that awareness of you know, I'm sitting here just gesturing because I don't have words. <laughs> that awakening to something beyond what we've all been enculturated to believe. Yeah. Because you don't know what you don't know, right? On some that's level, why we're here. <laughs> maybe, but <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, well, tell us, um, share with me how you, so, you know, you, you, you had all the experiences that showed you what, what was going on inside of you and what was happening among women and how did you move into working with that? You mean supporting other women mm-hmm. in that space? Yeah. It's a good question. I'm just really thinking into what was that shift. And to be honest, I'm going to bring it back around to again, my own experience where I recognized that I wasn't putting myself in spaces that were allowing me to be fully seen and fully heard. And 
I was was aligning myself with coaches and with friendships that felt safe at one level. But subconsciously, I knew that if I were to go to another level, there wouldn't be space for me, that that wasn't okay and that wasn't safe. And I think through my own healing process, I was guided. I, this was this came to me divinely, you know, um, making the decision that I that 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 wasn't okay for me anymore. That was my personal decision. Was like actually, this is this this sort of experience is not okay for me anymore. Show me the way, divine. Show me what needs to happen. Show me what path I need to follow because I wasn't seeing it outside in the world you know I don't I I honestly hear very few people speaking about this and so it had to come from within me it had to come from beyond me and I was divinely guided actually to so I live in a really not really small but a relatively small rural community in New Zealand and when I arrived here three and a half nearly four years ago years ago I didn't have community. I left a lot of those communities that I was speaking about earlier um, in the city where I grew up and I came up here and I didn't have the community that I craved. It wasn't available. Um, and so I was divinely guided to set that up. I was divinely guided to create a space, um, a woman's circle that I call the new light sharing circle. And it's a co-creative space. It's not just led by me, it's led by all of us. And it was through following that divine guidance and leaning into my own blocks that I had around it, around who would come, how open and present people would be, um, whether it would manifest, whether anyone would want to be around me, whether it would be rejected, that I moved through there was there were three iterations of that circle and on, on the third one it fully anchored mm. and we had a completely different group of women there from the first circle um there were nine of us and so it was through following and it was just beautiful we spoke actually at that particular circle about the sisterhood wounding the jealousy you know and we just normalized this and brought it out into the light and so I went from having no community in, you know, as I said, a relatively small town to now we have 35 people in our community and you just would never have known until I followed this divine guidance that there were that many women out there in our local space calling and craving for this community. So I feel that actually was the pivotal turning point for me was creating that circle, believing in the guidance that was coming through and my own desire to create a space that was very different to what I had personally experienced, you know, in the past. And it was through that, I think, that gave me the confidence that I could do this, that I was doing this. And then I started to bring that into paid offerings and um, to translate that into actually I can really do this for a living. I can really do this um, you know, on a daily basis to support women. That's beautiful. I love that. Mm -hmm. So, so now what does a uh, divine sisterhood mean to you? Mm. Divine sisterhood. It means everything to me. <laughs> it's such a foundation for our safety in the world for our ability, at least at this time in our evolution, to practice being seen, to practice, uh, you know, or be able to make mistakes in our learning, um, to be imperfect and yet to still be held and safe with that, within that, that space. Um, it's really, for me, such a foundation for our unity because, I mean, you know, ultimately there is no division, but if we look from the perspective of where we are now in a world where there is still polarity, um, we've got the masculine and the feminine energies. Obviously, most people I would imagine listening to this podcast know that's not necessarily feminine and masculine bodied, but mm -hmm. um, these, these energies that we have within us and the feminine must lead. For us to change and shift out of this paradigm of, separation and division and hierarchy and the feminine must lead the unity the connection the feeling the love this must lead and so for us to find that safety within 
ourselves within our own feminine and then expand that into a more immediate community and bigger and bigger and bigger communities, this is how we change the world. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. <laughs> the pep talk. Um, I love that. I love that. Um, and that, that's so aligned with, you know, my perspective as well. I'm so I'm curious. So you, you have developed this circle of women who are aligned in sisterhood and, and are practicing it. And then you took it into, into your work in the world. So how, how is that manifesting now in your work? Mm. So all of my work, I would actually say, comes back to helping, you know, helping, I don't know if it's quite the right word, holding a space for a woman to step into and accept and reclaim her uniqueness, um, her magnificence, her uh, right and ability to be successful. Um, and so although I help women to build businesses, this is this is everyone that comes to me is wanting to build a business, they'll be at different stages in that process. It's really coming back to claiming that unique power. And um, so we look at, you know, identifying a woman's unique message based on her own story, her own lived experience, her own transformation, uh, her genius. So, um, you know, the, the, the unique genius, that essence of light that nobody nobody else has mm. like you you know um and when we step into that space that is really where there's no competition you, you just can't there's, there cannot right. be competition when we're in that uniqueness and that's where we come into that synergy and that harmony um and so and looking at, at the confidence to step into your power to use your voice to feel safe to be seen these are all of the sort of things that that i support women with through various different offerings that meet them at different stages of the game because we you know we move through different stages in our process mm, I love that say more about say more about genius a woman's genius yeah. oh yeah we were speaking about this a little bit before we jumped on weren't we um so yeah I can't wait to hear you talk about this because I saw it and I was like "Ooh, what is that tell me tell yeah. me more <laughs> So, I mean, I think there's many different ways. You know, there's a lot of people that speak about genius. And so I have my unique perspective on it. We all have our own unique perspective. And that's what's really beautiful about it. And for me, it's a two-fold piece. There's the first is the point of brilliance. Um, so this is what I was just speaking about, which is that unique radiance, that unique light that only you can bring. It is essentially the essence of who you are. It is your core radiance. Um and, and that true authentic light. And this is something that carries across all time, across all space. It's not subject to any particular reality or it, it's with you. It's you, no matter what place or situation you find yourself in. It's your, I like to call it your unique contribution because it's the light that you radiate and contribute out into the world. And it's the basis of your voice. Your voice, not necessarily being the words that you use, not necessarily being um you know, what you say or even necessarily what you stand for, but the frequency that you emit, mm. that frequency that has the ability to stretch out through all time, space and dimensions and have that impact across the board. So that's the first piece of, of the genius. And then the second piece is really specific to this lifetime. It's specific to, well, how are you encoded? And, and this is where the astrology comes in is how are you specifically and uniquely encoded and designed to show up in this lifetime? How do you best express that point of brilliance um, into your life? And, and what does that, that actually look like as it starts to show up in a more tangible way? Um, and this is, I know, I know for me, this was really quite a big turning point when I discovered and accepted my genius, <laughs> which is, or, you know, my, my kind of place of purpose, I suppose, for this lifetime, which is really around helping to coordinate and hold space for others to step into that light and to step into that magnificence. Um, and so there's that, yeah, there's that two-fold piece. There's just the essence of who you are. I shouldn't even say just. The beautiful, magnificent essence of who you are and this piece of, well, what what place, do I play what what role do I play in this lifetime like how does that play out for me how how, how am I designed to actually show up and make this tangible yeah I mean that you're you're talking about all these pieces and there are so many pieces that go in that help us 
inform us of of our own brilliance, our own largeness, of, of our own um, our own genius and gifts. So tell us how you how you work with the genius piece. I, I saw something. Um, yeah, called the genius codes. What is that? Yeah, the genius codes. So it's part of my signature framework, which I offer out as an individual um, mini series. So it's a two part mini series, and we dive into. And the first part is that unique radiance, the point of brilliance, um, reclaiming that light, and um, this is really about moving beyond the shame oftentimes Mm. and the darkness and the fear that can keep us really, really bound. And that part that we feel is our nemesis um, is actually, you know, our greatest gift, which we speak about that a lot. I mean, this is, I hear this spoken about a lot, but um, to actually step into that and transform that and flip that is quite a big process of of self-ownership. And then, um, and then the second part is where we look at the place of purpose. You know, how am I actually designed to show up specifically and uniquely in this lifetime? And um, this is actually what I call, so I call that first piece is the voice. And the second piece is about our belonging. It's about finding that place of belonging and not trying to put ourselves in someone else's shoes because we've seen someone else doing it like this. I want to show up like this. It's like, no, no, let me claim my unique space my weaving my thread within the divine tapestry of life because when we get into position this is when uh you know everyone around us can find us I have this um and my guides brought me to this this piece of like when you step up to the table they will be there but ultimately if you're not standing in your place as a leader where you're divinely designed to be then your clients, your community, they can't find you because they're looking elsewhere for you and you're not there in your place. And so it's so important that we come into that place. Okay, we so need we to can, say more yeah. about this. I want to okay. <laughs> expound on this because I love the way you said that. When you're in position, people can find you. Mm-hmm. Um, I Well, I have something similar. I call, I call it um, sitting in your own seat like, you know, owning your own perspective, being in alignment with yourself. Um, but the, this is something somewhat different. I, I love the way you said that. You said when you're in your, your own, when you're in position, in your position, people can find you. Just expound on that some. What's really coming to me as I think about that, the first piece is really stepping into leadership, mm-hmm. self-leadership, um, but also bringing it back around, I guess, to what I was saying earlier with women, it hasn't been common. It hasn't been, uh, you know, the thing for a woman to be a leader. And so oftentimes to step into that place of leadership in our own life, and it doesn't necessarily have to look like leading a massive community. It's Mm -hmm. where are you supposed to lead? Where are you supposed to shine? And that could be in your family. It could be um, through you know your creative gifts, like if you're making jewelry, you know it could be whatever it is. But where are you supposed to lead a particular movement, a particular thread, and to claim that and really own that? That actually this is this is my divine place. You know I do have this important purpose to fulfill and to step into ownership of that is really really key um, because we do all have that unique place that is waiting for us to Mm. step into and claim um and so I did want to say one more thing on that which was um and it's and yeah and it's it's really stepping into or, or beyond I should say that voice that says well who am I to or why would someone want me to xyz you know coming from my own experience of it was like you know, I coordinate stuff, I organize stuff. And it's like, well, you're just annoying, like you're being a controlling this <laughs> person or, you know, perfectionist or you're bothering people, you know, and it's like those and, voices and in our head. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, those voices. It's like stepping beyond them to claim what you know is already yours. And then you said they'll find you. Who finds you? Your people? Your people, your tribe, your community. We don't go to find it. 
we find our own position, we get in position and it finds us. Yeah. You're speaking of the receptive space where you just are, right? You're so Mm -hmm. aligned and so owning of all of who you are that you are naturally magnetic. Mm -hmm. Yes. The magnetism. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. That's so much easier than I got to go find my people, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's hard. That's really hard. It is hard. Um, so, so these are called genius codes. I mean, that's kind of the process where you help, help a woman or as you hold space for a woman stepping into knowing all of who she is. And you said you use the intuitive astrology as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a piece of what I bring into the second part. So that's where we look at how your unique blueprint basically for this lifetime is playing out and how to leverage that. Because it's all there. It's all literally written in the stars. Yeah, I do a lot of, as people on this podcast will know, <laughs> I do a lot of astrological <laughs> study. I'm, I'm, I said before I came on the air, I'm an armchair astrologer because I don't really, I'm not really trained, but I do a lot. I read a lot. Um, and that leads me to um, something else I wanted to cover. And that was, I was looking at your website and one of your most recent blog posts um, really caught my eye. It talks about trends, business trends for women in the Aquarian age. And I'm really, I I feel a lot of um, energy around the Aquarian age right now, because I feel like women or in general, people don't really get it. They don't understand what it is. And because we're, well, we are in a chaotic time because of that type of transition. Um, so what does that mean to you and how does that impact a woman in a spiritual profession right now? Mm. I love the way you just said, you know, it's we're in a kind of chaotic time because I think that's important to speak into where we're in a transition. You yeah. know, we're still kind of leaving behind a lot of those patterns of the um, Piscean age to come into knowing what the Aquarian ages, so it, it is kind of messy. Um, yeah, well, and I would speak to that first, and then we'll talk about how that how about women in that space. Yeah, so I moving into the Aquarian age, we are stepping out of um, more of a like one size fits all, one rule for everyone. Uh, and the guru consciousness. We're stepping out of that kind of God outside of me consciousness and moving more into our individuated sense of self, um, which is about owning the unique light. And through, and this is, ties in perfectly with what we were just talking about and in standing in your own magnetism and in your own unique radiance, which is what we're all learning to do. That's where we naturally attract to us the like tribe the like-minded tribe and start to experience ourselves in that place of of synergy and harmony and so it is very much to put it very simply comes back to what we just said around finding yourself finding your own unique light owning that authentic light being in that heart space because the polarity of the um of Aquarius, the Aquarian energy is the Leo energy, which is the it's the divine child. It's the um, I have something special to share. I have a unique destiny. Let me be in my heart. Let me be in my playful sense of self, and then that naturally balances um, and magnetizes in the community, which is mm-hmm. the Aquarian energy. So we're working with both sides of this, and you can't just work with the Aquarian energy of diversification of uh, it's kind of quite an electric kind of energy without also bringing in the heart centered energy of Leo. So it's both sides of that, that we're, we're working with to essentially realign ourselves as a collective. And it's also an experience where there's not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. where we are going to see many different communities and it's actually okay if you don't resonate with a community it doesn't mean that you're wrong and it doesn't mean that that community is wrong either it just means that you're wanting to oscillate and vibrate and 
be in a different frequency, be in a different part of time and space and maybe weave back together at a different point down the track. It's just like, I want to experience this place now. And, you know, if that vibration changes and takes me somewhere else, then I'll experience wherever that's taking me. I, I love the way you express that. It, it, um, I've, I've understood that as, um, you know, we're moving out of the one size fits all into this place where we, because we can stand in our own uniqueness and our own power and, and own that. I see the, the, then the natural extension is I can respect you and love you for the uniqueness that you're showing me in, in front of me. And that what, there's that mutual love and respect for whatever whatever we're inhabiting and choosing and being and i just find it so interesting that it's um i spoke of this recently we're seeing just kind of the shadow side of that in in our culture where it's you know we're polarized around all sorts of issues but um and expecting everybody else to be like us yeah um so I love the way you articulated that because it it just becomes this natural process of I'm owning who I am mm-hmm. and then naturally drawing to me the people who are aligned with my, with my beingness. Yeah. And I can let then others be in their experience. And that's such a relief, you know, to like, go, oh, okay, let them have the perspective, do their thing, and I can just get on with mine. I don't need to fight it. I don't need to change it. I don't need to make it right. Yeah, I don't have to control them. I'm just I'm mm-hmm. right here. I'm right here. So, how do you translate that into a, a woman in a in a spiritual business? What does that What does that mean for her? I feel like I sound like a broken record again. <laughs> I, I understand. I, I feel the same way too. But you know, we're talking about you know. So so what? How can she be integrating that into her work right now? Yeah. How can I be integrating it into my work? <laughs> trusting the process. Try, um, yeah. Trusting the process of following the heart and not trying to put yourself into uh, business strategies, communities, uh, even ideas, um, you know, lines of thought that don't feel right to you. Um, Like a very, very simple but powerful example from my own life was that, and and I feel like this actually happens quite a lot, um, when we step into receiving business mentorship. You know, if, if, if we don't know anything about business, we really don't have any grounding or background in that, and we hire an expert to help us to, you know, understand business to build our own business and they have a particular model or framework or way of working and so we follow that step-by-step strategy you know if you're on Facebook or Instagram it's like you see the this is the five-step process that I followed to make my 10k in 10 days (laughs) you know and we think well that that worked for her so it should work for me and then when it doesn't work um or if it doesn't work it it's like, oh, what's wrong with me? Again, coming back to that piece of like, why is it not working out for me? And so it's so important to follow that intuitive voice, the voice of the heart, the Leo aspect, that Leo energy, and to find and trust your own path. And so for me, this really played out with, I um, I had been trying to make this Instagram strategy work. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else is using Instagram you know, this is the way to build community. This is the way to build a business. This was what my teacher had taught. Um, And it was like, why is this not working for me? Why does this absolutely suck and drain my energy? Every time I try to go and post, it's like three hours of energy. My nervous system (laughs) goes into trauma. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Is it ever going to get easier? Another feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Fetal position in the corner. have to be this hard um to just suddenly realizing it wasn't in alignment for me so I don't I have an Instagram account I haven't posted on it since December and instead and I let it go and I just trusted that I had built enough of a community I was in enough alignment for that to fall away 
And I thought I was just leaving it behind, but of course, it's never like that on the divine path. We never leave anything behind. It always comes back around in another form. Yes. And that's really where I find myself, found myself um, in January this year was like all of the energy that was freed up that I was trying to force into this strategy that just was not for me suddenly came back around in a huge, beautiful burst of light and the recognition that I need to speak on podcasts. So here I am. I need to speak on summits. Um, you know, I need to create my own podcast. And it's like these, which I would never have considered doing before I let go of the Instagram piece because I thought, gosh, if Instagram is this hard, anything else is just going to completely blow my system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that the nervous system, right, that's the Aquarian energy because it wasn't in alignment with the heart. Um, and, but with that energy freed up now this feels so easy like I am having such a wonderful time talking to you here on this podcast and it just lined up and it feels beautiful and I feel quite sure we're both receiving something magical from this because I'm in alignment Mm -hmm. and so this is the, the key piece right for a woman is to trust her instincts trust her alignment if it doesn't feel good if it doesn't feel relatively easy and flowing and like things are starting to line up and synchronicities and opportunities are starting to come in then it's probably not the right strategy Mm -hmm. for you and we don't have to do all of the strategies either right that's that like you know feeling like we have to do it all it's no 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 it can be very simple and very easy so true it doesn't have to be all the things just be all the (laughs) things that feel right (laughs) yes all the things that feel right I mean you know it's and it's such a process I um you know, I told you that that at the beginning of the pandemic, the in-person women's sanctuary events fell away, and that felt that felt aligned. And then the podcast came online, and that that felt completely aligned. And and since then, I have you know, am still continue to. That's a judgment, right? I'm still I still have to do this work. Well, you know, um, but continue to see more layers of of me externalizing my authority. Well, she's doing it this way. Well, that works for her. And it is a continual process of coming back to, but, but what's true here? What's true here? What, and, and that's, that's a, that's a definite growth process to, to really, really sink into self-trust. And it's a practice. Such a huge practice. Yeah. Like, shouldn't say huge yeah like you mean continued practice um because of of refining and aligning and realigning and realigning and realigning with who we are on deeper and deeper levels Mm. I love that refining yeah absolutely Mm. yeah I, I remember years ago I asked my teacher about balance and she said well you know you can find balance at the moment and then the next moment it's going to be somewhere else like, cause, cause you're always changing. Every moment is new. And so, um, I think balance has not become, has become a less popular word these days, but, but I see it as a fluid balance, right? Like the, the river is always, always in balance, but it's always flowing and moving at the same time. Mm, I love that. It's very much responsive, isn't it? It's, it's moving with its environment and with the changing times. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell me who you who you like to work with. What women do you come to you for for this type of um, ownership work? Mm. Most of, but I love to work with the women that come to me. All of them, um, and most of them come to me because they have a sense of a very big mission that they're here to fulfill, some big calling, um, and. They want support to get there because they don't know how to come into it. You know, oftentimes they really are not trusting their inner wisdom. They don't know exactly what makes them unique, what's going to make them stand out from the crowd, how it is they're going to show up in their life. Oftentimes they're like the wounded healer archetype, you know, where they've been through some really big uh, transformation and big shifts and changes in their own life. And but they're probably not quite yet owning the value of that and how that can be used for good because there might be still a little bit of resistance there around the shadow. 
um, and being able to really integrate that and to own it. And because it's one thing to own it within ourselves and then it's a whole nother thing to really own it in the public eye. And so mm. it's kind of like a slow process I see as like sharing my desire, sharing what I think could be valuable, what I think could be my gift in a safe space with one person, potentially, you know, in the case of me, a coach um, or maybe a friend. And so, and testing that and going, okay, well, that was received, that was safe. And then, okay, now I share it a little bit wider and I share a little bit wider and I share it a little bit wider until, yeah, it's out there and it's really impacting a lot of people's lives. So, Women come to me at various different stages of the journey. Oftentimes it's right at the beginning when they're feeling that that call of like, I've, I've done this training and all of these different things. I'm a yoga t- teacher. I'm a herbalist. I'm a, uh, you know, I've done my Reiki training. I've done the EFT. Um, but how do I bring all of this together? Because these modalities don't seem to m- fully express who I am you know, and so it's finding that unique way to stand at the center of all of those, those tools Mm -hmm. and those experiences and turn them into something um, that's cohesive, that feels authentic, that feels um, in alignment, that allows them to share their voice on a much wider scale, like not just the wisdom that they've learned through these teachings and these certifications, but their own lived wisdom. Um, And to turn that into signature offerings, to turn that into you know, a message that heals the heart of others. So all sorts of pieces like that. Um, And sometimes they come to me a little bit further down the track as well, where they're like, okay, I've sort of started exploring this, but I know I'm being called to go bigger. I don't know what that vision looks like. Oftentimes I work with them around visioning, finding clarity on those next steps, um, the unique strategy and the path that's going to work for them. So Mm. I love that. Love that. That's awesome. What else would you would you like to share about your work or anything? I think I do want to bring it back around to anyone who's listening who might, you know, be feeling like, oh, well, that's all right, you know, for her or, but that's just not my experience. Like I, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel worthy enough to step into this space, you know, um, could that really happen for me is that yes it can yes you are worthy yes you can and do deserve to feel safe and seen and supported in every way in absolutely every way and that you do have the ability to create the changes and to create the shifts that you want to see in your life even if it doesn't feel like that right now even if you can't see the path forward it's going well, if that were possible, would I want it? And making that decision that, yes, yes, I am going to open myself to receive that next level. Yes, I am going to open myself to receive the guidance out of this place where I currently find myself and then putting it out to the universe to show you the way. But we have to make that decision within ourselves first and then ask to be shown the way. So it's totally possible. That's beautiful. Yes, it is possible. And I know that that place well and I know it also feels it it may feel like you're stuck there but change is always possible mm-hmm. always. Jessica thank you so much for being here I love hearing about your work and your perspective and and your wisdom and the way you serve women it's just beautiful if someone wanted to uh, reach out to you and get a hold of you and find out more about what you do and talk with you what how could they do that yeah, the best way, because as I said, I'm not really over on Instagram. The best way would be to go directly to my website, which is jessicadawson.net. Um, and I have all of my offerings laid out there. Um, and you can just find me, reach out to me through the website. Um, I also do have a Facebook group that I uh, run with a beautiful sisterhood of women. There's four of us and this for me is such a healing experience to be in a space where we're all serving together we're all dancing together um and so we hold a space for women to uh i would say practice you know practice being in that bigness again practice being in that celebration practice sharing their wins and for that to be okay and not boastful or egotistical um, and just you know take those little steps into their magnificence and that Facebook group is called we are one C 
celebrating big, bold, beautiful you. So you do probably need to put all of those words into the search bar to find it because we are one is quite a common one, but we are one celebrating big, bold, beautiful you. We would love to have you in the space with us there if anyone feels the call. Beautiful. I love that. I, I, I want to join. <laughs> so we'll make sure that link is in the show notes so people know how to find it. Thank well, you Jessica, so much. Thank you so much for your work, for what you do in the world and um, for your gifts and for sharing them with all of us. You're grateful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's just been such, such a pleasure. Pleasure is mine. Well, thank you for being with us, everyone. Um, I will be back again uh, next week with another episode and another guest, and I'm excited about that. Um, you know, if you like these podcasts, please do share and like and um, tell your friends about it and feel free to email me some, some topic suggestions if you have any. I would love to hear from you. Um, so for my guest, Jessica Dawson, this is Aurelia Hoffman, and we will see you here again next time on the Women's Sanctuary. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.